Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 31 You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brian Peacock. Thanks, everybody, for joining me today. Going to be getting into wide receivers and uh, finishing up the offensive side of the ball. I'm doing these pre-training camp 53-man roster projections, so I'm going to look at who's on the roster, who's fighting for a spot, and who I think are going to get those final spots on the 53 as the 2017 season gets going at the wide receiver position. And you're definitely going to want to tune in for tomorrow's show, Winky Wednesday, the finale, part four of our all-time 49ers Legends draft. So that's going to be lots of fun. I want to remind everybody to subscribe to the show on iTunes. Please rate and review the show. Those ratings interviews really help us getting ranked higher and helps more people find Locked On 49ers. If you know somebody who might like the show, please let them know about it. You might need to find someone and uh, help them download the show on their phone or get them subscribed so it's automatically on their phone. I know some people aren't as technologically advanced and the whole podcast thing escapes them. So some folks might need a little help in that regard, but I don't want any 49ers fans deprived of Locked On 49ers daily podcast. Mostly daily right now in the slow part of the offseason. We're going to be fully daily again five days a week uh, once training camp and the season gets going. Don't you worry about that. Follow me on iTunes at BD Peacock. Email the show, LockedOn49ers at Gmail. We're now streaming on iHeartRadio. And you can now listen to LockedOn49ers and some of the other Locked On podcasts on Spotify. So big things happening. The Locked On Podcast Network continues to grow. So fun time to be part of uh, the podcast network. And fun time to be 49ers fan because uh, the arrow is pointing up. Let's look at the wide receiver position today. Uh, but before actually we get to wide receivers, I do want to point out one article that came out. It was on Bleacher Report by Doug Farrar, and he ranked the 10 best offensive schemes in the NFL. And uh, Kyle Shanahan's what he called, quote-unquote, pre-snap passing game landed at the number one spot, the number one offensive scheme in the NFL. And uh, I, I I was looking at this article, and I was thinking, oh, man, where's Kyle Shanahan's offense? It must have got snubbed. And it was actually number one. I didn't quite expect it to be number one just because, you know, changing teams, and he's got all new personnel. And so that said, I also want to caution 49ers fans out there to not get too super overly excited about Kyle Shanahan's offense, especially in year one, because, look, even in Atlanta, when he had all those weapons, he had Two very talented running backs. He had Matt Ryan at quarterback, Julio Jones. That offense didn't take off even in year one. And the 49ers definitely don't have that kind of talent on offense right now. So a work in progress personnel-wise and just implementing the system and get everybody going, uh, it it took till year two in Atlanta for that thing to really take off. And that was with a quarterback like Matt Ryan. So don't expect the 49ers to just come out and be one of the top five offenses in the NFL year one. It might take some time, but uh, pretty cool to see a head nod from Doug Farrar. And pretty and people are pretty much universally in love with Kyle Shanahan as an offensive coordinator. So hopefully he can translate that to the 49ers and still coordinate the offense at a very high level while also being head coach. All right, now let's talk about wide receivers. 
Uh, this is, you know, there hasn't been a lot of positions that are just all-out wars, and this is definitely not a position that's an all-out war. Uh, Pierre Garçon is the one guy who's, I heard somebody on a on a fantasy show the other day talking about how they think Pierre Garçon's going to get the most targets at wide receiver of any receiver in the NFL uh, for multiple reasons. One, because the, 49, the thought is the 49ers won't be good again, and they'll be coming from behind, so they'll need to throw the ball a ton late in games. The other thing that... Pierre Garçon is there's such a big gap between him and the other receivers that he's the most painfully obvious number one option in the passing game. And that just every time they can, they're just going to funnel the ball into Pierre Garçon is going to be the number one read on every play. And I can't really argue with that. I mean, that makes sense. Pierre Garçon might very well put up crazy numbers just because he's the most obvious number one receiver in this offense. You have Jeremy Curley, who's the only holdover that the 49ers thought they wanted to re-sign, so they brought him back. He's most likely going to be the slot receiver. Marquise Goodwin's going to be the speed guy on the opposite side on the outside from Pierre Garçon. That is most likely the top three wide receivers as far as depth chart, in my opinion. But then things might get interesting as far as playing time goes. You know, obviously, all this goes under aside from injury. So there's three, and I think those guys have a really good shot at making the roster uh, then you have Aldrick Robinson, who was a free agent brought in, familiar with Kyle Shanahan. And then the rookie fifth rounder, Trent Taylor, that's five. And again, this is a this is a position where I think there's going to be one spot up for grabs. Most likely, 49ers are going to keep around six wide receivers. They could keep one less or one more, depending on how things work out, who's playing special teams and all this and that. Most likely, six wide receivers. Uh, those five players have a pretty good shot. And actually, you know what? You know, I would put Trent Taylor as more of a lock than Aldrick Robinson, just because he's a rookie in the draft pick thing. Robinson definitely has a leg up. He knows Shanahan's schemes. He played under Shanahan in both Washington and last year in Atlanta. But Robinson's 28 years old. He's one of those guys, you know, 5'10", 187, another small player, which is a theme with the 49ers roster at this position. He's only started four games in his career, uh, 20 receptions last year, one the year before. He only played five games, I think, due to injury. 18 catches in 2013, 11 catches in 2012, none as a rookie in 2011. So what is it, about 50 catches in his career over five years? So that's not someone that you're going to say is a lock, a five-year veteran that has 50 career catches. So yeah, his spot is up for grabs, especially with the lack of size on this roster. He's just another smaller receiver, and obviously he was signed before Trent Taylor was drafted. So when they signed him, they didn't really know what the entire roster composition was going to look like. So we're not talking about someone who has been a big-time contributor to those offenses under Kyle Shanahan. And also, he only returned two kicks, and those were both last year in 2016. So maybe you know he gets the nod because he can return some kicks, but that's not been a big part of his skill set either. So with all the small players on the 49ers roster, and with, I think, Trent Taylor, getting the nod over Robinson if it was between those two on the roster and Jeremy Curley possibly also getting the nod over Robinson. I would put Robinson at number five after those other four guys as far as his roster locks, but just knowing the offense might be enough. Uh, I don't know. And and some of these other players would really have to show out to beat Robinson. But right now I think there's more likely four pretty well locked in guys in Taylor, Garcon, Goodwin, and Curley. Uh, Robinson I wouldn't put there, but I think there's a nice gap also between Robinson and the rest of the guys who are really fighting most likely for that last spot. But there's definitely a chance for one of these guys to actually surpass Robinson and take his roster spot as well. And you know, now that I say that, I I could see a scenario where actually Robinson beats out Curly, uh, and then, you know, Trent Taylor's still more of a lock than than Curly. So uh, let's let's roll it back. Let Let me start that again. 
there's three guys I would consider locks on this roster, and that is the rookie and Taylor, Garcon, and Goodwin. Now, Curley and Robinson might be in a battle for that other spot. Uh, more likely, Curley, I think, would win that than Robinson, but I don't think either guy is so far out there ahead where it's like, oh, yeah, this guy's definitely, definitely 100% going to be on the roster. And part of that might be, you know, who's more versatile, who can play special teams, who returns kicks more. Uh, Curley's returned more kicks in his career, but I know Curley doesn't really like returning kicks. Trent Taylor is a punt returner. Does Trent Taylor win the slot job? Is he the first slot guy? So then you don't have to keep someone like Curley on the roster. So, you know, I don't know. And size might be a factor. One of these other undrafted free agents or DeAndre Smelter or somebody else with some size. The team might say, look, we've got so many quick, small guys. One of these has to go and we have to have some size in here at the position. So I don't want to say that they're all fighting for one spot. In the end, there might be more than one spot up for grabs, but uh, more than likely there's five guys that have a very good chance at the roster and a bunch of other guys that have a much smaller chance. But if, if two of those guys show out, they, you know maybe two of those guys do make the roster. Maybe they keep seven, or maybe it knocks off a Robinson or it knocks off even Curly. So who are those players? Well, one of those guys we know pretty well, and that's Bruce Ellington. Although, actually, we don't know Ellington as well as as we probably should because injuries have sort of derailed his career a little bit. When he has played, he hasn't looked natural and instinctive as a wide receiver. He's a former point guard on the South Carolina basketball team. It might be a situation where uh, Bruce Ellington's playing his second best sport right now. And in fact, if you asked him, he probably would tell you he's a better basketball player than a football player. But he just, you know, physically, he fits what you would think a good football player would be. But he just never looked great as a wide receiver to me. You would see some explosiveness at times, but just doesn't all come together and look natural. Not a great returner either. He missed all the 2016 season, which you would have thought would have been a big year for him, and he would be a perfect fit under Chip Kelly in that scheme. And actually, Jeremy Curley ended up being the guy who shined instead. Uh, Only 13 catches the year before in 2015, six catches as a rookie. And like I said, just, you know, he's returned some kicks, but never looked like a great natural kick returner either. So I don't know what to think about Bruce Ellington. Haven't seen enough of him. What I have seen didn't wow me. And this is a make or break year, man. He's he's obviously he's he's got to show something or he's gone. And one of the the things is he's another smallish guy, 5'9, 197. He has the 4'4 speed, but 49ers have a lot of small, fast guys right now. So he's not going to stick out because he's fast and quick. Uh, they have that already. So he's going to have to show out his skills as a wide receiver or he's going to be gone. A rookie from last year, Aaron Burbridge, a player that uh, has a little bit of size, right about six feet, similar in size to Pierre Garçon. Pierre Garçon's built a little better. Pierre Garçon's jacked, by the way. I don't know. His listed weight is like 210 or something like that, but he, he's 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 a beast. Uh, Pierre Garçon might not be huge as far as size goes, but he's a strong player, and he's definitely uh, going to play like, uh, like a man out there versus some of these other smaller guys especially. But anyways, back to Aaron Burbridge. You know, just pretty much an average athlete, uh, not an impressive player. I think there's a chance he could make the roster. Uh, I, I I might go for some other players that have higher upside over Aaron Burbridge just because they might be someone who, you know, down the road can give you a little something. But uh, he's in the mix, and he's a tough player, and, and I think he'll go play special teams. He's not afraid to go tackle people, so that might help him out as well if he ends up, you know, if you're if you're looking for a guy who's a sixth wide receiver, definitely needs to be someone who's playing special teams. DeAndre Carter, you want to talk about small? He's probably the smallest of these guys that, that might be vying for a spot. So that probably hurts him. He, he'd fit perfectly as a slot guy. Speedy player from Sacramento State. Probably a long shot just because of how he projects as a player and, and how full that position group is. Look at this. So guys who who would probably be better slot receivers than outside receivers, players who are 5'9 and under on this roster right now, you've got 
One, Jeremy Curley. Two, Aldrick Robinson. Three, Trent Taylor. Four, Bruce Ellington. Five, DeAndre Carter. Six, Victor Bolden. So all those guys profile really similarly. And it's going to be really, really hard for anybody to stand out. And nobody's going to, I mean, it'd be a a major upset if one of those guys makes the roster over. Trent Taylor was a fifth-round pick. Jeremy Curley was re-signed because they liked what they saw on film at the NFL level. Aldrick Robinson is a holdover from Kyle Shanahan, knows his offense. Obviously, Shanahan likes him enough to have brought him to his third team. Now, it's just a tough, it's going to be tough for any of the smallish guys to break through and be that sixth man unless they're a great returner, good on special teams, and really just show some outstanding ability in training camp. So uh, who's got some size? Well, DeAndre Smelter, yeah, he's still around, and he does have some size, and he's the only one that's really got that over six foot tall, 6'2", 225. He's got that body type. He's a big player, and I like some things I saw from him in college. He was a very raw player, though. At Georgia Tech, they run the triple option over there. They're like the only team left in the world that runs a triple option. It almost looks like a high school offense when you compare it to what's going on with some other teams in the NFL and on the college level as well. Uh, but he, a big guy, not afraid to block people. Uh, he could go up and get the ball. Big hands. I think he had ten and a half inch hands, or some of the biggest hands at the combine the year he came out. You know, pretty good athlete. Runs four fives. Moves well for someone who's six two and two hundred and twenty five pounds or whatever it was. So the size is there, can move a little bit. Uh, he's had major injuries in his college career, major injuries now in his NFL career, has not been able to get onto the field. He was already a raw player in college, so that's a big problem is he's not been able to develop at all. The dude's already 25, 26 years old. Um, I wish he could have been that guy. I just don't think he is. Coming back from too many injuries, hasn't had a chance to develop. I'd be very surprised. I'd be I'd be very surprised if DeAndre Smelter made the roster. But the one thing he has going for him is that size and some athletic traits. If he does develop, if he takes to it, then maybe he's your guy. And and he's that dark and he's the dark horse that comes in and wins that last wide receiver spot. So I mentioned Victor Bolden a minute ago. Let's go back to him really quick. He hasn't been talked about hardly at all. Uh, as it pertains to the 49ers, uh, another undersized guy, 5'9", has some speed, didn't really put any good times out there during the combine or pro day workouts or anything like that. Pretty good player, though, productive at Oregon State. But again, lost in the shuffle with his size, speed, just going to be very hard for a player like that to stand out. And if I had to put my money on it, I think Bolden's probably going to be on the outside looking in when it comes to making the roster. But he's a guy that you might start thinking about the practice squad. A couple other guys that are practice squad eligible rookies, undrafted rookies that uh, I can't wait to see because neither one of these guys I've seen a ton of. B.J. Johnson is the first one. 6'1", 214, a little bit old for a rookie, 24 years old. Looking at his workout numbers, he only ran a 4.6 at his pro day. Another Georgia Southern guy, small school guy. Actually, I said 6'1 earlier. That's what he's listed on his website. He actually weighed in at just over 5'11". So 5'11 and 5'8", 213. So 213 is a pretty good weight for a guy who's 5'11 and 5'8". 42 catches, 600 yards, three touchdowns, led his team in receiving, but not eye-popping numbers, uh, has some traits, and so the little I've seen of him, he looks like he can play a little bit, but small school guy, 4-6-40, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. He's going to have to win in some other ways. He's not going to wow anybody with, uh, you know, height, weight, speed. Another player that uh, I can't wait to see, and another guy who didn't run very well in workouts, that's Eastern Washington receiver Kendrick Bourne. He played on the opposite side of Cooper Cup. At Eastern Washington, he only ran a four six eight 
at 6'1", 203 pounds. So some good length. And aside from DeAndre Smelter, the only guy competing out there that's over six feet tall. And, you know, hey, this might not be the end. They might still be be uh, looking at guys and, and looking at other teams' rosters and looking at free agents and still bringing some guys in for training camp. But right now, uh, this is the last guy I'm going to talk about today. And Kendrick Bourne, I think the second round Cooper Cup was drafted by the Rams, if I'm uh, if I'm correct there. But there were still plenty of footballs to go around at Eastern Washington. Bourne still, as the number two receiver, was able to catch 79 balls for 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns. So some decent length, and uh, he's got some smoothness in his routes. It can get open a little bit, but just as an athlete, it doesn't really wow you. And actually pretty much below average across the board on all his combine workout numbers, except for three-cone drill, was actually really good, which, you know, talking about short area quickness and getting open. So maybe that's why he looks smooth as a route runner. He ran a a 6.73 second three-cone drill, which was top five for wide receivers. But again, Kendrick Bourne, B.J. Johnson, those are players I haven't seen a lot of even DeAndre Carter. I can't wait to see these guys and compete in camp and see them in preseason games. See what they're all about and see who uh, actually has a shot to make the roster. So those are your contestants for the six wide receiver spots. I'd still be surprised if those first five I mentioned a while back aren't the guys who are on the roster. Let's go through that again. If I'm projecting the 53, the six wide receivers who will make it, Pierre Garçon, Marquise Goodwin, Jeremy Curley, Trent Taylor, Aldrick Robinson. That leaves one spot all the rest of those guys to fight over. As much as I want to say DeAndre Smelter because he's the guy with the size, I'm going to actually say Aaron Burbridge. And I think the reason Aaron Burbridge will win out here is because of his toughness. I think he'll play special teams. I think he'll go out there and impress John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan with his ability to block and uh, not backing down from people and maybe tackling people a little bit on special teams. And then that'd give the 49ers a, a chance to put, you know, Kendrick Bourne or B.J. Johnson, Victor Bolden, DeAndre Carter, one of those other guys on the practice squad. So uh, I'm going to go with Aaron Burbridge, even though I don't think he's going to have a long career in the NFL and I don't think he's going to have a big impact on the 49ers. All out war for that last spot. And, uh, you know, hey, maybe two of these guys show out and and there's a dark horse that goes in there and knocks off somebody else. Or there's a big injury with one of those other five guys I mentioned and, and a couple of these guys get in there. Uh, But I really haven't seen enough of Kendrick Bourne and especially B.J. Johnson to have a big opinion on them either way. So maybe they'll come out and knock our socks off and be a a fan favorite and go in there and win that last wide receiver spot. All right, that's going to do it for today. We will be back tomorrow, the finale of the all-time 49ers Legends Draft with my buddy Nick Winkler. You're definitely going to want to tune into that on Wednesday. And then we'll be getting into the defensive side of the ball and projecting out those position groups. So, so don't forget, follow on iTunes at BD Peacock, email LockedOn49ers at gmail.com. LockedOn49ers.com has the links to everything you need. We're on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Facebook. I want to hear from you guys, and you'll be hearing from me tomorrow on a Locked On 49ers.